Hi, I'm Joy Dice, the 2021-2022 President of the Junior League of Atlanta, and I'd like to welcome you to this episode of JLA Inside Out, stories from inside and outside of the Junior League of Atlanta. All right, I am so excited to be here on behalf of Junior League of Atlanta with Mary Frances Boley of Wellspring Living. And we are kicking off this conversation with some goals. Our goals are for new Junior League members to learn what your organization does, for those members to know why the Junior League is a member, and then what is our history together? And then from some of that background, we'll just continue our conversation. But I'm so pleased to have you here. I have been with the league for nine years, so I'm very familiar with the work that you all do. But if I was brand new, what would you tell me about the organization? Ah, so Wellspring Living has been in existence for over 20 years, providing transformative care, comprehensive services, multi-layer uh, needs for those uh, youth and women who have been victims of exploitation. And we're providing community-based programs and through residential care. Now, when you say exploitation, can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah. So people look at and use the word trafficking. Um, but with our participants, that doesn't mean as much. So we use the term that they understand the best, which is exploitation. They can understand what that means. Somebody was trying to use me. And um, a lot of times adult women do not identify as trafficked but they can identify as exploited. And it's interesting that, for instance, in our women's academy, um, like 53% of them say, yes, I've been trafficked. But once they get into therapy and they've been with us for a few, for like a month, six weeks, they all, I mean, upwards of 80% of them will say, oh yes, that is what happened to me. So we just want to make sure that as we share it in the public, we share it out the way our participants um, look at their situation. I think that is an excellent um, advocacy tool even. Um, and I see advocacy as education also. Um, so in your last comment, you said women's program. What program are they going through? So we have our women's residential program, which is a long-term care opportunity for women 18 and up to have, be in an intensive therapeutic environment um, and leading them toward uh, independence. And so it was an 18 month program, but once they're stable, they go into our other women's program, which is our women's uh, academy. And that is to help women over the age of 18, whether they're in our residential program or in Metro Atlanta, which most of them typically are from Metro Atlanta to move toward living wage employment. So we have three different tracks. We have the GED acquisition track and we have our career track, which helps them get Microsoft office certified and professional skills. And then our apprenticeship track, which gives them the opportunity to practice what they've learned by being paid by grades at a good wage for at least 12 weeks. And what we see um, as we have done this, uh, as our women 
at a very high rate are getting into long-term employment, which leads to the very last women's program piece we have, which is our graduate services. So we have what's called the bridge community, which are apartments where women and children can live for up to two years at a very low rent so that they can move to absolute independence. And also have our beautiful graduate village, which is a tiny homes community with Crackman style tiny homes for them to live in. And that's a three-year opportunity. So truly wanting to see a complete continuum of care from the time someone is in a very difficult situation and needing to move toward the Women's Academy for some that are entering in at the Women's Academy at whatever level, them getting into employment. But we also know that if they have not been employed, they have not paid rent, they have no credit history, it's hard to get into housing. And so that housing piece is that undercurrent, underpinning that really helps them to truly meet their future goals, their life goals. What I love about your what you're saying is that I've heard you say it before, so I'm so glad it's still happening, number one. And also, it's really um, a great match with what I believe the Junior League is here to do to make transformational change instead of transactional change. Absolutely. Um, with holistic resources. That mm-hmm. is wonderful. Um, I have a question that I think I might know the answer to, but we could share some more knowledge for the folks listening today. Do you only serve women? And if so, perfectly fine. But then what, what is the history of women's exploitation um, versus men's or boys' exploitation as a subject matter expert? So adults is women only. And um, that's just where our wheelhouse is. Maybe in the future, we may be going down the other road, but with our youth, all genders um, in community-based care through our youth academy, which is embedded in an Atlanta public school, the highest risk school in this uh, alternative school in the city of Atlanta, Phoenix Academy. And what we do there is provide wraparound services. So that's therapy, case management, career readiness. Also, we have a food pantry. Many of our kids and their families are food insecure. And we also have a clothing boutique, brand new clothes. And so all of the students that we have the opportunity to work with, it's really to help them graduate from high school and to help them move forward with their life goals. Um, Last year, even despite pandemic, some virtual, some in person, we saw um, our students five of them move into technical schools in college. So we know that this is a huge piece that's needed. And we look at our youth academy as early intervention and prevention. So um, that's one area that we work with youth of all genders. In 2020, right before the pandemic hit, we opened the very first receiving center in the state of Georgia, where a youth, all genders, identified by law enforcement, FBI, GBI, Homeland Security, or Department of Family and Children's Services, or Department of Juvenile Justice, or maybe parents are saying, my child is trafficked, this youth is trafficked. They can walk in those doors and everything they need are taken care of from the moment they walk in. Wow, um, so I have medical questions. Yeah, lots This of is them. so exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, exciting, interesting, not exciting that there's exploitation happening, of course. Right. Um, right. Have you seen since the beginning of 2020, when that opportunity was uh, becoming available more or less clients coming in? Um, what, 
during 2020 did you see through from your trafficking of youth like crazy and it being much more violent so we opened and right before the pandemic so not a great open program it uh, our facility has 20 beds we had to open kind of gradually taking a few and then more and then more and then more but in that first year of operation we served 96 youth so we're past We've only had our girls program. I haven't told you about that yet, but we have a girls program, which is long term, but this short term is assessment stability. So 90 days walk in our doors. They have, we have a doctor that oversees our medical center two nurse practitioners that are there that take care of, um, you know, making sure they're medically safe and healthy. Um, We work with so many partners for that to happen. Um, Part of it, it, the programming there includes our relationship with Wellstar because we're in the Paulding County area for that. Okay, um, we work with Highland Rivers Behavioral Health, who helps us with our psychiatry and our therapeutic. We work with the Child Advocacy Centers of Georgia, specifically the Georgia Child Advocacy Center, which you guys are great partners with. They help us with our forensic interviews for each of our participants. We work with Paulding County Schools because we have a school embedded there with a principal, uh, special ed teachers for them to be able to get in school and really get back on track, which is quite an interesting thing. It's a hybrid model before there was a virtual. Um, Everybody's on their own track and they have their virtual school, but then they have that instruction and they have all that support. And what's amazing about what we've seen I think because they come in and they haven't been all over the place. They haven't been to a police station. They haven't been to Children's Health Care of Atlanta. We love them, but they don't have to go to all these different places. They walk in and get everything they need. At the wraparound services. Yes. They build trust quicker. And our kids are getting an average of four credits in 90 days, which is incredible because many of them haven't even been in school. So that having that that system in place. And then residentially, we have, of course, a residential staff that they're 24-7 taking of their needs. We have caseworkers that are making sure that they connect with families and that there's family therapy involved for them as they're with us. And they transition back into whatever the best placement for them is for their future. Many of them go into long-term care. Some go into our program, and then we have helped people across the state of Georgia open programs. So maybe go there. Sometimes they go into uh, a foster placement that we work alongside Mm -hmm. deep with. Exciting thing that we've been able to do most recently. This is incredible. I know this is a podcast, but my jaw is just dropping and my eyes are wide. I um, am a bit overwhelmed with all the wonderful things you're saying. So how can a volunteer engage if we are not doctors ourselves or Oh my goodness. Um, specialized helpers. Tell us yeah. how we can lean in. So number one, we train all our volunteers with everything they need to know. So there's that. You have to have a background check. If you worked closely with our uh, youth, that's just a given, but there are so many ways junior league has been involved and we would love for them to be involved even more. So tell us how we've been involved yes, and then no, what we can do. So sorry. So when we first opened our girls' residential program, guess who came in and created the most beautiful clothing boutique you could ever imagine? Sarah Bass, our old president? Well, actually, it was Jen Benneke. Jen Benneke. 
Yes. yes. We sat at a call. We sat at a Starbucks and said, so what can we do? What can Junior Lee do that would really meet a need? Well, most of our youth who come in do not have clothes. They have the clothes on their back. And so the Junior Lee provides everything, shoes, underwear. I mean, many of our kids have never had bras before. Can you imagine? Yeah. Clothes, coats, swimsuits, everything they would need. A little department store. It looks like a Nordstrom. Okay. It's beautiful. So one of the first things they get to do when they come is to go pick out outfits that they can have. And so Junior is making an impression on them and giving their chance to have a voice in their life. They may not have had a chance to have a voice for a long time, but they choose what they want to wear. They get to choose something. So it's huge blessing. Um, Beyond that, every other Saturday, we have this group of amazing volunteers that come in and it's 12 to two. They do love with our, our youth. They do all kinds of activities, whether it's crafts, it's whether it's, they do vision boards, they do career fairs, they do art projects, they do all kinds of things. And it's just a highlight of a Saturday. When I met with the team, like, what else can we do? Our mm-hmm. you know, weekends are hard. Because you're structured during the week with school, because we have yeah. school, right? but on the weekends, we have to have activities to kind of keep them thinking in a positive way. And so knowing that every other Saturday, this same group of people are coming means the world to our girls. Consistency is extremely important. And the junior league shows up and shows up big every other Saturday at our girls. I would imagine. And then um, are there junior league members that keep coming back as volunteers years, year over year? We generally have about 10 years of commitment before we can go alumni. Um, So we do. Okay. Yes, yes. And we have some junior leaguers that are also looking into working alongside of our women's academy, which I think is a beautiful match because we're helping our young women become professionals, to have real careers, not just a job. And so mentoring or um, not necessarily dress for success, but um, mentally dress for success. Exactly. So we're wanting to really grow that part of our relationship with the junior league. So anyone on the podcast that wants to be involved with helping a young woman or moms move toward Mm -hmm. uh, living wage employment, move toward independence, uh, making a two general impact, we would love to see you join us. So anytime you awesome. know how to do something, um, you get on our website, look under how can involved and we walk you through the entire process. Oh, perfect. I love this. Um, as a reminder to those who are listening, there is a time during the year that Junior League will open up placements. Mm-hmm. So always keep an eye on that so that either you can sign up or um, reinstate your registration for a particular nonprofit that you really do care about. Mary Frances, can you tell us and perhaps spell it out kind of slowly um, while I'm taking notes here, the web address, yes, and the phone will. number or social media? Yeah, Wellspring Living, W-E-L-L-S-P-R-I-N-G.org. That's our website. And um, you can follow us on all the things, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And do I know all of them by heart? I do not. Uh, Wellspring Living is Facebook. 
Okay. <laughs> W-S-L-A-T-L is Twitter. And I don't know Instagram off the top of my head, but um, I'm sure it's all listed on the website. It just exactly. looks there. You tell you everything you ever want to know. And also I would love if you get on the website for you to go and look at each of the programs and go on a virtual tour because oh. one of the beautiful things that has been an amazing part of the work that we get to do, especially residentially, is that we create a home environment. And so another way Junior League was involved with us several years ago is when we were renovating the apartments. So you guys came in and helped set up the kitchens. Um, so um, these beautiful apartments are there for those women and children. And that's another, I'd love for you to see what it looks like now. It's just gorgeous. Well, I think maybe we're getting a little bit closer to opportunities to see that's people true. in person, um, which leads me to a question. If people do want to get involved, many of us are, when we go out in the community, um, asking our partners, do we need to be vaccinated, masked? Is it still virtual? Does that work for you all right so, now? So um, we don't require vaccinations, but we do require masks, um, okay. especially with our youth. That's a requirement with, if you're not vaccinated, if you are vaccinated, we've not made mask requirements. Um, but I guess we follow CJC CDC guidelines. So that may change from today to the next time, you know, yeah. you might be going out. So just always follow that. That's true. Um, we just have so many partners that have a lot of different rules and regulations. I want to make sure that folks listening um, can understand that things might change, but that's where we are today. Other things I will mention, uh, we're going to do something really special on MLK Day. Okay. Um, and and when is MLK Day? January. Uh, the third Monday, the third Third Monday Monday. of January. And so Bernice and I are good friends. And one of the things she loves is to, for people to do service projects. So we're asking people to get with your little group, wherever you are, whether it's at your business or if it's at the junior league, or if it's at your home or with a community group or neighborhood group and create one of our box buddies. So we have something on our website called box buddies during the pandemic with our community programs. One of the best ways we were able to serve our participants and their families is provide for them the basic needs. It was so tough and still is. Mm -hmm. So we have an outline on our website. A box buddy can be household items. We tell you everything. Is it like a shoe box size? No, like a box, an Amazon box. Okay. So Uh think about a medium size Amazon box. What would you put laundry detergent and dishwashing detergent and those kind of things, uh, paper tissues and tampons. So one is household, Mm -hmm. one is hygiene. We have another one that's food. And so you pick one and you fill a box and then you can drop, we have drop off points or we can come pick up if there's quite a few. Well, how many do you think you might need? Or we got last year. Mm -hmm. We serve in our community programs between 75 and a hundred families a week. And we like to give them out at least once a month. So we need of them. So you can't give us too many. We could give them out once a week. That's what the the need is huge. So I know who Bernice is, but can you tell our listeners, just remind them? Yes. Mm -hmm. Bernice King is Martin Luther King's uh, daughter and she runs the King Center. And if you go by there, you'll have to look on the wall. They just did a beautiful mural with us for uh, celebrating our 20 year anniversary. Oh, fantastic. Um, And so, so, um, and the King Center is in Old Fourth Ward. mm -hmm. 
I used to live a couple of blocks away. If anyone hasn't visited, it is just beautiful. And the celebrations close to Ebenezer Baptist Church are excellent during the month of January. Thank you so much for telling us that that is happening. So I have a couple of more questions. Sure. It sounds like you do so much, but in 2022, is there something that you would like to accomplish? A New yeah. Year's resolution maybe for the group? Sure. Yeah. So we are getting ready to redesign our village campus. That's where our girls program is, where we're going to be actually building a lot of buildings. So we will be building a new tiny homes village, a graduate village on that property. We will be rebuilding our girls program, making it a youth residential program because we had boys in 2020 and there wasn't a long-term mm. program for them. So we're trying to fill some gaps. So be more so equitable we'll be and inclusive for both gender or all genders. Okay. Absolutely. We'll be building uh, our office building as well as, and that same office building will be a site for our women. Academy so that we can actually expand and do more with them. So um, yeah, we have a big plans. In fact, Joy came visit us and uh, we're hoping the Junior League will participate in our big capital campaign that'll launch out in 2022. So that's a big thing to expand and streamline our services all on one campus because what we know is having a continuum of care so that as a youth ages out, there's also something for them as an adult that we can continue to serve Absolutely. them and, and, and have multi layers of services on one campus is a huge thing. So that's a big thing we are doing in 2022. Okay. Well, I will, I'm sure that you are all on Joy's agenda and yes. her to-do yes. list. Yes, we and are. Wellspring is such a valuable partner to Junior League of Atlanta. I um I had one more question. In a perfect world, how can we continue to advocate for Wellspring? For those of you listening, if you're not aware, one of our councils is a council that addresses advocacy. And so our focus areas, early childhood education, anti-human trafficking efforts, and women and children. Mm-hmm. So how can we advocate yeah. for Wellspring? Well, one of the things we love to ask people to do, of course, is follow us on social media and repost. That's an easy thing to do. Another way is we have a speakers bureau. And many of junior leagues have actually, leaguers have been on our speakers bureau where we train you to go out in the community and what you do in advocacy in that way is help people become aware of trafficking, looking for the signs of trafficking and think of ways to prevent trafficking. So one of our other goals that I didn't mention for 2022 is to bring more awareness to families of how to prevent, how to recognize signs and keep your children safe. Mm. So we're going to be doing a lot on internet safety. And so, yeah, that's a great place for advocacy. I really believe that as we help people understand the dangers and understand how to keep our kids safe, that we will absolutely be able to curb the tide. And instead of having to always play restoration, we can look into intervention and prevention more. Gosh, this, I'm so inspired because I, I can see the whole trajectory of how to minimize the opportunities for human trafficking and exploitation, and that you seem to be addressing it all along the way. Just 
Wonderful. I can't clap my hands enough for you all. I'm so pleased. Those are all the questions that I have for you tonight, but I would like to encourage folks to visit wellspringliving.org where you can find all the social media links. And again, that's where fantastic information can be found and shared. So you don't feel like you need to go research on your own. Wellspring Living does that. And so you can use their resources. Again, I remind everyone to consider Wellspring Living as your placement. Um, Mary Frances, thank you. Is there any just drops of knowledge you'd like to share with us before we leave tonight? Well, just to tell you that you just cannot even imagine the potential of someone who has experienced the worst of, of humanity to be able to look toward a bright future. And uh, your intervention, you may think, oh, a box of something. It makes every little thing makes such a big difference for those who've had this experience. And so I just thank you for doing whatever you do, for whether it's with the clothing boutique or volunteering directly with us or eating boxes, uh, telling the story. All of those things add up and make a difference in our, our participants' life because we want them to be able to live and dream again. And they can with and everybody. Be successful else. and confident parts yeah. of society. Yes, that's what we all hope for ourselves. Absolutely. Our friends. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of JLA Inside Out. If you have feedback, thoughts, or questions, we would love to hear from you. Please reach out to us at insideout at jlatlanta.org.